Chapter 10, A Kabbalistic View of the World. Man, the soul that sustains the world. The first person ever was created as a solitary male-female being. God initially avoided creating Adam and Eve as separate beings to send us an important message. Each and every one of us has individual responsibility for the entire universe as if they were the only human in the world. If God gave us this responsibility, he must have given us the capacity to implement this as well. And hence the Torah tells us that when God created man and God blew into man the soul of life and man became a living spirit. The verse does not say that the soul became a living spirit in man. Rather, it says that man himself became the living spirit. Through the soul of life that was in him, man became a living soul sustaining the world. Man became the central point that would draw all the other threads of reality together. The universe of spirituality extends far beyond what the eye can see. All that we can sense is but a small part of this. The spiritual universe is composed of four worlds, each layered one atop the other, topped by huge expanses of spirituality. Parallel worlds. In the Kabbalistic literature, the world we inhabit is called the world of action. In ascending order, it is followed by the world of formation, the world of creation, and the world of emanation. These worlds are parallels of each other. Each one replicates the other at a higher spiritual level and level of completeness. Each world above the other reflects an increasing amount of light. God hides himself in all these worlds, but at different levels. God manifests his will at a very high level, which then descends throughout the world, all the worlds. Each level of descent brings about an increased level of hiddenness. Our world, the world of action, receives God's light in a significantly hidden form, yet it is only because of this thick mask that our world could be created and impurities are allowed to exist. These worlds are also linked, and action in one world ripples into those above and below it. The filtering of God's light is an example of how this works moving downwards, but it also works in the opposite direction. When we make a choice in our world of action, the effects of these choices soar upwards and affect all the worlds above. The smallest action on earth filters all the way up to the highest spiritual levels. This structure allows man to take his place as the center of the creation. It explains how we, seemingly an insignificant speck in the cosmos, are the primary movers and shakers of the universe. Man, a mini-world. The soul is a complex entity which contains five levels. These are, in ascending order, the nefesh, ruach, neshama, chaya, and yechida. The top two souls are not contained within the body but are rather connected to it. The higher part of man's soul are way above the spiritual level of the angels. Each one of the four lower souls is connected with one of the four ascending worlds of spirit, spirituality. The fifth and highest level of the soul, the Yechida, exists on a plane that is an absolute unity, the fifth world known as Adam Hakadmoni or Primordial Man. 
The pro- parallels between the five souls and the five worlds prompt the Kabbalists to declare man to be the mini-world, while the world outside of man is called the big world. These two worlds, the mini-world and the big world, parallel each other. Man contains the full range of material and spiritual gradations within him. Man is therefore a replica of the world external to him, or the big world. The German philosopher Immanuel Kant once said, Two things fill the mind with ever new and increasing admiration and awe, the more often and steadily we reflect upon them, the starry heavens above me and the moral law within me. According to Judaism, these are two reflections of the same reality. We have an entire world within ourselves with all five levels that we see outside of ourselves. It means that we can find within ourselves a point that connect with that can connect with any level of spirituality outside of ourselves. We will see the significance of this below. Here is how this unfolded in the creation. When God created man, he appealed to all the elements of the universe to contribute their power and potential into this one being. All these elements are represented within him. Our spirituality extends through all of reality. Because of this, we have the power to pull all the spiritual threads of the universe together. For there is always a point within ourselves that we can connect with and hence elevate the big world beyond ourselves. Nothing is out of our reach. This is the deeper message of Jacob's dream of the ladder. Jacob saw angels climbing up and down on a ladder, stretching from the earth to heaven. This ladder is man's ladder. We are the soul of the world. Our human impulse to innovate lies in our sense that this is true. Man completes the world. As Jews, we stand for certain things. One of them is that all the threads of our messy history are being combined under the surface to reveal, at some stage in the future, God's grand vision. For now, God is hidden below the surface. This, which is referred to as his hidden face, or Hestapanim, is the source of all deficiency. Thus, the resolution to this is the revelation of God, known as the shining of his face, He'arat Panim. Why did God do this? Because he deliberately created our world incomplete, so that we could complete the world and become partners with God in the creation itself. As the soul of the world, it is man's responsibility to turn the world into a receptacle fitting to receive God's presence, known as the Shekhinah. We are tasked with creating an environment on earth where God will feel at home, so to speak. We thereby control the amount of godliness that is revealed in this world. God's redemptive power is under the guardianship of man. In what is known as Tikkun HaOlam, the fixing of the world, we take God's deliberately fractured world and we fix it. God empowered us with all that we need to do this. Embedded in the giving of the Torah is the spiritual power necessary to do the job. This partnership allows us to have an unusually intimate relationship with God. Instead of being like a poor person receiving a handout, we are able to sit across the table with God, so to speak, as a fellow contributor to the world. This is the ultimate parenting model, nurturance of the child to make his own unique contribution to the world. How disappointing it is if we remain a perpetual child for God to look after, refusing to grow up and become fully what we are meant to and have the power to be. 
A remarkable encounter between a Roman general and a great rabbi illustrates this. Turnus Rufus, a Roman general, once asked Rabbi Akiva, Whose deeds are greater, God's or man's? Surprisingly, Rabbi Akiva answered that man's deeds are greater. Rabbi Akiva showed Turnus Rufus some wheat, indicating that while God created the wheat, it is inedible in its raw form. We cannot eat it in the form that God made it. For wheat to be useful, we have to reap it, grind it into flour, and bake the flour into bread. God could have created a world where wheat stalks grew ready to use flour or even loaves of bread, but he didn't so that we can make our contribution to the world. Then Rabbi Kiva gave a second example. A newborn male has an extra piece of foreskin on its organ that we remove through circumcision. If God wanted the male human to be circumcised, why was he not born that way? God created the male deliberately deficient to empower man with completing his creation. The Radical Jewish Agenda Alfred North Whitehead stated that it is the business of the future to be dangerous. The major advances in civilizations all but wreck the societies in which they occur. Indeed, civilizations rise, peak, and fade into so much dust, as Mark Twain pointed out. But there's a line that goes through history that has an exceptionally optimistic ending. Jews have a radical, optimistic vision that sees the healing and completion of the world as built on the cumulative efforts of mankind. When God finished the creation, the Torah says, Vayachulu, and he completed the heavens and the earth. This word, Vayachulu, comes from the word Kli, a vessel or utensil. This allows for another interpretation of the verse. And God turned the world into a vessel, a vessel for man to use and complete. Hence, the sages say a, ma- a person who recites Vayachulu on Friday night is considered as if he were a partner with God in the work of creation. Such is the spiritual grandeur of man. Each individual and each generation has its own contribu- unique contribution to the Tikkunaklali, the general fix- fixing the world. Each day, mankind is assigned to complete one aspect of the total Tikkun. God Our partner takes all these contributions and weaves them into a fabric that reveals a complete picture of creation. When complete, the messianic era will dawn. Woven into the whole, every aspect produces a new sustenance, each contributing to a revelation of God's glory. The use and rays of light all recombine to produce a pure light as the entire creation moves over to eternity.